Hi, and welcome to Take Some Time Off with me, your host, Maeve. I am an educator, a yoga teacher, and a wellness advocate who recently quit her job in New York City and moved across the country to Salt Lake City, Utah to take some time off. This podcast explores what it means to use my time productively and offers weekly suggestions for mindful and meaningful uses of your time too. Stay tuned. Hey there. Have you ever scrolled through Instagram for a significant period of time and as your finger continued to press the screen, Notice that your sense of self-worth deteriorated rapidly. I definitely find that there is a certain like drop-off point after I've been on Instagram for a couple of minutes where as I am looking at people's pages, I'm feeling worse and worse about myself. <laughs> and that's not good, right? And what I've even come to realize lately is that In those moments when I'm comparing myself to someone else, not just on social media, but often in real life too, whether it's in a conversation or through how someone interacts with me or things that they have, Um, but I've noticed that I compare myself and feel bad about myself and at my worst, even think or speak badly about someone else because of that low self-esteem um that is a horrible habit to have um and I'm really thankful that one I'm at a place emotionally and with my own mental health that I'm able to start recognizing and um bettering myself in my interpersonal um interactions because for the past couple of years I've really just been trying to kind of stay grounded and stable and now I feel like I'm finally at a place where I can start to dig a little deeper about and better myself in ways that I I didn't have the capacity for earlier so number one that's cool and that's where I am and number two um, I have a partner who is cool enough to call me out on it and uh, and recently I was scrolling on social media and said some flippant sassy comment and my partner was like hey it's not cool of you to compare yourself to others online so anyway he's right I'm wrong and that's something I really really want to work on um so I'm coming to you with an open heart and with a genuine desire to work on my tendency to compare and I found a couple of cool strategies to try to uh fix that about myself and we're going to do two segments of this series. We're going to do episode one today about my first strategy and then we'll do episode two in a couple of weeks. Um, But today I want to talk to you about abundance, cultivating a mindset of abundance, knowing that you have everything that you need and there's no need to worry about having any lack And cultivating that kind of mindset completely eliminates the need for comparison. And that's what I want to work through today. Stay tuned. (music) 
So the concept that I want to talk to you about today is called an abundance mindset. Um, This term was first cultivated uh, in a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's like a business book written by Stephen Covey back in 1989. Um, And it applied specifically in his work to the concept of like business um, and capitalism. Um, but it can be applied elsewhere too, and that's what we'll be doing today. Anyway, he writes that abun- an abundance mindset is, quote, a concept in which a person believes that there are enough resources and successes to share with others, end quote. Uh, he directly contrasts that with a scarcity mindset, um, which is founded on the idea that if someone else wins, then you lose, that there is not enough to go around and if someone else has it then you automatically don't um and right away I don't know as soon as I heard about this and I actually heard about it um in the most amazing way and found a podcast by Shailene Johnson Shailene Johnson is the creator of Turbo Jams, which you might not remember, but was the highlight of my senior year of high school. It's like a, it's like a, like a cooler jazzercise. Um, so anyway, she's like a fitness guru. Um, and I just like remembered about her and found her podcast and she was talking about abundance. And when I heard it, I was, it struck me instantly as like, yeah, oh my gosh, that's, what I'm missing, right? This idea that there is enough. There is enough of everything in this world to go around. So Deepak Chopra, who is an amazing human and kind of one of the white souls of our time, um, uh, writes also about abundance. And at the Chopra Center, um, they have some resources on the topic. And I'm just going to read through their list of what a scarcity mindset is and what an abundant mindset is in a couple different areas of your life. And you can just kind of check through and see if they resonate. So if you have a scarcity mindset, then your point of view is that you're a victim. Sometimes you could be a bully or sometimes you just check out completely. If you have an abundant mindset, you believe that you are in control of your life and that you decide whether or not you are a victim or um, else or otherwise. Um, In terms of physical energy, a scarcity mindset has a contracted body, it leads to tense shoulders, a clenched jaw, shortness of breath, an abundance mindset Um, will lead to a relaxed and alert body, expansive posture, rooted, balanced, present, deep and even breathing. If you have a scarcity mindset, then your emotional energy can often be frustrated, impatient, anxious, powerless. You can often give your power over, right? Same as like this victim mentality, but you give your power over to other people and other situations. Um, If you have an abundance mindset, then your emotional energy can feel empowered, engaged, positive. Um, You can energize and inspire others. And finally, your mental energy with a scarcity mindset can be confused, disorganized, narrow thinking. You have a typical thought 
thought pattern that's like negative and focus on what doesn't work. You're thinking that you don't have a choice in the matter, that things are happening to you, not because of you, right? And an abundant minded mindset, you're able to see situations clearly. You are flexible and adaptable. Your typical thought pattern is I always have a choice. You have a non-judgmental beginner's mind and a sense of creative agency. So going through there, I can find lots of times throughout my life and even throughout my days where I fall into that scarcity column as opposed to abundance and I want to work to be way more on the abundance side. Can we get there? Yes, actually. Um, there's a lot of research around the fact that mindset does matter. Um, you may have heard of Carol Dweck and her work on a growth mindset, the idea that as opposed to a fixed mindset, which says that nothing can ever change and we are the way we are, um, a growth mindset uh, is one that believes that we can improve and everything. And her research and a lot of supporting data shows that our, our brains really are much more flexible than we realized. Um, brain, it's, she writes about brain plasticity, which means that um, neurons can change, the connectivity between neurons can change with experience. So with practice, neutral neurons can grow new correct connections, strengthen existing ones, and um, that shows us that we can increase our neural growth by the actions we take. So if we take actions that cultivate a mindset of abundance, if we think thoughts that cultivate a mindset of abundance, if we um, write and speak in a way that cultivates a mindset of abundance, we can gain one. So hope is not lost. If you're like me and feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm so lame and scarce. <laughs> um, that's not true. And uh, there's lots to do about it. Well, it is about that time in the show where I take a moment to interject and mention the horrors of capitalism. <laughs> um, but for real though, and capitalism is one of the main reasons that we feel that things are scarce. It is built around competition, i.e. comparing yourself to others, and around the idea that there isn't enough of everything, and so we need to work harder than other people, get more money than other people to eventually be happy. Capitalism has been criticized as a scarcity economy because it revolves around the fact that we're selling each other on the idea that there's only limited quantities of everything in existence and we need to hurry to beat out other people to obtain them. In reality, scarcity is a myth that was created to embolden those with much to continue to gain more. And this is not to say that there aren't people in the world who are suffering from lack. Many, many people are suffering from a lack of all kinds of things, of love, of food to eat, of money 
to pay their bills or money to obtain a good education or to obtain health care for themselves or their family members. But that's not because it doesn't exist and is not available to everyone in our society. It's because what we really are experiencing a lack of is generosity, of caring, and of empathy. And it's this same idea of scarcity that perpetuates some of the worst systems in our society. Racism, sexism, ableism, homophobia. It's the idea that there's also a limited amount of power. And those who have it need to hold tight because if we were to distribute it equally or share some of our privilege, our wealth materially and otherwise, then we would then lack. So this idea of scarcity extends way beyond just how you interact with your phone and Instagram, right? I think if we think more broadly, cultivating a mindset of abundance can help us fight back against capitalism, can fight back against materialism, can fight back against some of the horrible, horrible systems of oppression that keep some people down and lift other people up. So let's get to it. Let's fix it now so that we can make the world a better place. In case you needed one more reason to adopt a mindset of abundance, um, you can look to yoga. In the Yoga Sutras, which are also used in Hinduism and Jainism, also describe the term of abundance using the word aparigraha. Aparigraha. Aparigraha means non-attachment. And it's the opposite of parigra, which refers to the desire to keep everything that's necessary and important to you at all times. Um, So I'm going to read a couple of translations of the sutra. Um, In case you are new to yoga sutras, totally cool, so am I. Um, They are ancient texts that serve as the foundation for yogic philosophy um, and also really inform a lot of um, lifestyle choices. And so Aparigraha is a yama. Um, there are yamas and niyamas in yogas, and I think of them from my own Christian background as similar to the Ten Commandments as like rules to live by and ways to conduct yourself um, both inwardly and outwardly. So a parigraha is before you even get onto the mat, before you practice like any kind of asana, any movement, um, you should be adapting these um, mindsets. So if that gives you some context about how significant um, this idea of a parigraha or non-attachment is to yoga, it's big. So in the Yoga Sutras, Patanjali writes, when the inner light of intelligence illuminates the state of mind that has firmly rejected all greed and there is contentment with what life brings unsolicited there arises knowledge of the mysteries of life and its why and how 
another translation in The Secret Power of Yoga writes, Acknowledging abundance, aparigraha, we recognize the blessings in everything and gain insights into the purpose of our worldly existence. So my understanding of this sutra is that when we start to adopt a mindset of abundance or a non-attachment to all of what we are given, all of what we have, we start to find a contentment that comes from inside. It's not dependent on anybody or anything. It's kind of an unconditional happiness, unconditional joy that doesn't depend on gaining or competing or obtaining anything. And in finding that contentment, um, we'll actually come to find that we have even more. So I saw the play Equus in college. That may sound familiar because Daniel Radcliffe played the lead role in that play on Broadway a few years ago and in it he falls in love with and has intercourse with a horse. Um, That's neither here nor there but there was a quote in the play that has always always stuck with me. Worship all you see and more will appear and I think that applies really directly to this idea of aparigraha that the more that we acknowledge the abundance of what we're given the more we'll see it everywhere. And so that kind of leads to that second part of the sutra about our deeper purpose and uh, for our worldly existence. Because as we start to notice abundance in everything that we have, we can look more clearly at the world at large with a deeper sense of understanding, right? We can look at our hardships, at the gifts we've been given, at our talents, at other people, even people that we don't understand very well. And notice that there is so much given to us in all of that, in all of those interactions, so many ways to learn and grow and appreciate the world more fully and deeply. So Aparigraha is a yogic philosophy, um, one of the yamas, and it is one that directly relates to cultivating a mindset of abundance. After all of this intro, hopefully convincing you that abundance is super important. And if we could only develop a mindset of, of abundance within ourselves and within our world, then things would be better for everyone. How do we do it? I've got some tips. Stay tuned. So I think that the first way that we can learn to practice a mindset of abundance or to cultivate one is to practice gratitude. And I have a whole episode on gratitude if you want to tune back in um, a couple of episodes ago. And there's lots of ways to cultivate gratitude in your life too. Um, But one easy way is to keep a gratitude journal. So someplace, it doesn't matter, it doesn't have to be anything fancy, but that you list things that you're grateful for every single day. And there's tons of research on that being good for you in general. So just do it. Um, But It also helps you if you can start the day or end the day listing the things that you already have that make you so happy and fill you with joy, then it's easier to notice more, right? Worship all you see and more will appear. So start with gratitude. That's my first tip. My second tip is to practice some affirmations. 
Um, If you're like me, cultivating a mindset of abundance feels a little bit hard. It feels like in some ways I am so not there. And the best way I think to start with something that feels really challenging is to tell yourself that you are there, right? Fake it till you make it. But that's what the power of affirmations do. Um, So one that I have been floating around in my journals and in my thoughts lately is I give freely knowing that all good things are coming to me, right? Um, And that one was kind of a mix of things I've read and heard. And then I was running the other day in the desert and it just kind of like came back to me in full force and really hit home. Um, so I know that that one works for me. I think I also kind of do, I give freely knowing that I have an abundance of all things. Um, or you can just say, I have an abundance of everything I need. Um, all of those I think are great things to tell yourself, especially if you find yourself, if you catch yourself during the day thinking like, "Ugh, I wish I had that, or like, I need to buy this facial lotion so that I am, you know, the perfect person when (laughs) talking to myself. Um, or if you find yourself looking through stuff on Instagram and like being annoyed, um, stop (laughs) and tell yourself, I have an abundance of everything that I need, right? And even if you don't believe it, those words have a lot of power. And uh, I have found already, I've been practicing this affirmation for about a month now. I've already found it to be more true for me. And so hopefully that's something we can keep doing together. Um, The third thing is kind of obvious perhaps, but... um, is to consider your material possessions. Um, Aparigraha, remember, means non-attachment. And so I think that can be applied really directly to the things that you have in your home. So stop and think before you buy something new. Um, Our world and our environment doesn't need us to be generated any more resources. So um, you can think of it that way, that you're giving back to the earth by not buying things, try to reuse things, make things. It's something that's a really big goal of mine this year. Um, or when you do buy something new, give something away, right? I know a lot of people have like a hundred items of clothing in their closet. And then when they buy something new, they have to give one of them away. I think that's really cool. Um, but just be really mindful of the abundance of material possessions that you have, knowing that there are so many people who don't have an abundance of those things. And it's not like they're not there, right? There's trash piles full of everything that people need. Um, and that kind of goes back to capitalism and the way things are spread out. So that the most wealth is shared with only a few people. So we can counter that by being more generous with our own items, material possessions, sharing them, giving them, not buying them in the first place. And when we do buy things, also making sure that we know where they're coming from, who is benefiting from the products that we're buying. Um, Maybe I could do something later about ethical consumerism, but that's also something that I believe really wholeheartedly in. If you are going to buy something, support um, local businesses and support companies who are authentic and trying to do some good in the messed up world that we live in. So 
Anyway, tip number three, give your stuff away. Okay, tip number four is my favorite, the hardest one for me, um, because it's giving in a more general sense, a more broad sense, and not just material possessions, although that could be a great place to start, but give freely. And that's why my affirmation lately has been, I give freely, um, because I realized that I don't believe that there is enough of like success particularly to go around like it's either me or them um and so I think that it has been affecting the way that I interact with others um so what I've been trying to do and will continue to try to do is give the things that are the hardest for me to give For example, um, I go to a yoga class a lot and I am a certified yoga teacher who's still working on finding like a permanent studio to teach in. Right now I do some volunteering, um, but I don't teach like formally in a, like I don't get paid to teach. Um, So sometimes when I go to yoga classes, I I have like this chip on my shoulder about like what's the teacher doing and like do I like it? What can I learn from them? I mean, which is great. Um, it is like something I feel really strongly about, but it also is often competitive, uh, which is like not the point. Um, so the other day in yoga, um, I, there was this amazing class, an amazing teacher, um, at the front climbing club. Her name is Steph Nally. Totally check her out. Um, and I was in her class and I was like in a really bad mood and her class was amazing. And like, changed how my day was going. Um, but after class, I found myself being really scared to tell her that, um, I think it's always, I always feel kind of weird. It's like, I'm a certified yoga teacher. I don't know. And I'm in a class, which is a weird thing. Nobody, I don't know why I think that, but, um, and I was still like, you know, I'm, I'm going to have this day to myself. I don't really want to interact with anybody or like introduce myself to a stranger. And then I was like, you know what? I would love it if someone did that for me and she deserves it. And just because she's a successful yoga teacher doesn't mean that I'm not, right? So I went up to her and told her that her class was amazing and I so appreciated it. And hopefully it made her feel good. It made me feel good, right? Um, And that's the whole point, that in giving freely, um, everybody benefits, especially me probably. Um, And I think that can go, like, apply to so many different areas of your life. I'm thinking a lot about how I use my time. Time is one of the things that is really, really valuable to me. Um, This morning, I got to do this. I got to actually stop recording soon and go do this because I was thinking about how my partner, Will, often does the cat litter in both areas of the house. We have cat litter boxes, even though one is supposed to be mine to do and one is his. And he's really nice and does it for me. And I was thinking like, oh man, I'm so rushed this morning what would like really kind of get at me is if I use some of my time to do Will's letterbox. Um, so I'm going to do that this morning because giving away my time, giving away anything, especially when it counts, especially when it like hits you hard, when it's something that's not an easy thing to give. Um, that's, I think that's the practice of a parigraha. That's the practice of abundance. Um, so, Think about what's really valuable to you, whether it's a possession, um, compliments, um, sharing of your resources, sharing of your ideas, sharing of your 
thoughts, um, sharing your skills, uh, whatever it is, find one thing that like bugs you a little bit to give away and then do it because I swear it'll make you feel good and it'll make the other person feel good and it will add to the greater sum good of this world. So um, that's my big tip. I got to go clean the litter box. My last and final one is um, get offline. And this is one I need to practice a lot. And I could just be recording this whole thing for myself. I'm not sure. But um, this all came about, this concept of abundance. So anyway, look there because... Thankfully, I did spend a lot of time on Instagram so that I can realize that abundance is something I need to practice. So anyway, there's good things and everything. But um, it made me realize that there is an aspect of social media culture, and we all know this, right, that like asks us to feel bad about ourselves, that asks us to compare. Like you're literally, there's pictures like side by side by side of different humans with similar interests. So you can like compare them all. Um, so if you find yourself comparing, then stop, like get offline right away, unfollow anybody that even if they're people that are like lovely people, if they make you feel inferior, then maybe you need some space from that until you can work more on cultivating a mindset of abundance and then maybe try to follow them again and be and appreciate them, uh, again with, you know, a bigger heart, a more generous heart. Um, but it's okay to, to kind of protect yourself in that way, because we already have so many things in our world, especially if you are a woman or a person of color or a queer identifying person, there's so many things telling you that you aren't good enough the way you are. And you don't need to spend hours a day, like reaffirming that with like BS online, right? So get offline whenever you need to give yourself permission to do that. You're not weak. You're strong by doing that. And, um, there's, you just don't need it all the time. So those are my five tips for how to cultivate a mindset of abundance. If you want more resources on this, I would check out Deepak Chopra. I would check out the Chopra Center website. Um, I would check out Shailene Johnson on her podcast. I forget what it's called, like keeping it real with Shailene or something. Um, I don't know. And I'll also be posting a lot about it on my Instagram account, vegan, the city. And I'm going to be um, doing a second part to this series, um, shortly. So we can keep the conversation going. I would love it if you could comment on, um, Apple podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to this. So I know that you got it, review it, like it, subscribe it. And then please, please, please interact with me on Instagram if you can. Um, because that helps me like connect with whoever's listening. I don't really know who it is out there and I would love to. And it also helps get the word out there so that more people can hear this message if it's helpful to them. Um, so give freely of your likes and comments. Um, that's something I should do too. Oh my gosh. Um, because it makes somebody's day, right? Okay. So I hope that you enjoyed this podcast coming up soon. I'm also going to be having a couple interviews. Um, I'm going to be having a giveaway. So there's lots to stay tuned for. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. I hope that you found something that's valuable for you. And please know that you already are and already have everything that you need. Thanks.